independent, expressive of a spirit of independence, self-confident, unconstrained. Welcome to Independence Day, the show that examines the changing face of the music business and the people who are doing the changing. Independence Day brings you independent artists, producers, and music industry visionaries with in-depth interviews, live performances, and inside information without hype and direct from the artists who practice their craft. Tonight on Independence Day, we have Mason, a.k.a. Jason Taylorson. Mason is a man of many talents. Aside from being a musician and audio engineer, he made a name for himself by building a music scene centered around the lounge in Tex, a French restaurant in Echo Park. Mason built this scene the only way an honest working guy from Chicago could, by building it from the ground up. As building blocks, he used top-notch bands from the growing East Los Angeles area. He made unlikely bedfellows of artists playing rock, electronic, experimental jazz, folk, Americana, country, rockabilly, garage, alternative, and indie rock genres. Until his departure from Tex in 2010, Tex was a place where a discerning music fan could waltz in, pay no cover, take a seat at the bar, and catch a high-quality, buzzworthy band nearly any night of the week. Welcome to Independence Day, Mason. Very much. Thank you. It's Thanks good to see you, man. I'm, I'm glad you're here. You. This is fun. I haven't seen you in a while, and it's great to be in the same room with you again. Usually you're in a tuxedo shirt, and it's dark, and there's been martinis involved. So it's yeah. cool to see you. Yeah. I guess it's daylight. This might be the first time I've ever seen you in the daylight. So anyway. It feels good. So you're here with us, and we're going to talk about a bunch of things, not the least of which, you know, the idea of like a music scene. Because mm-hmm. of all the guys I've ever known personally, you're the one that's done the best job of like building an entire music scene. You were the booking guy at this text, which is at Sunset and Alvarado. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be talking about that a little later, but you're also a musician. Mm-hmm. And you've, you've, since you've left Tex, you're kind of getting back into producing. You're, you're doing some of your own music again. I mean, I know you were doing it along the way, but it seems like you were had to, that doing the, the booking thing took up so much of your time. Correct. So now you're getting back into that. Yes. Okay, so cool. So I'd like to give my uh, listeners a kind of a point of reference. So this is a track from Mason. This is a track called uh, My March Continues. How old is this? Is this new? Is this older? Um, It's not real new. It's not real old, you know. It's just one of the tunes when I write music. I I just try to write timeless music. Yeah. You know, I'm not really following any waves or trends. So, you know, to me, a song is a song. It doesn't matter... um, when it was written, right? You know, or it's it's all irrelevant. A good song is a good song forever and ever. That's that's most certainly true. I guess I'm just trying to get a point of reference uh-huh. for like was this pre when I knew you, after yeah, when I knew you. Yeah, okay, yeah, so. yeah. It's actually this song was recorded in Chicago. Ah, uh, yes, in a studio that I might know. Anybody? Yeah, this was recorded in Chicago tracks. Ah, uh, yes, the legendary the, Chicago the tracks. Good, the good people at Chicago tracks. Yeah, the legendary Chicago tracks. Mason and I are both have we share Chicago lineage, so you'll be hearing lots of talks about uh, demon dogs and the Chicago style dog. Are you Cubs or Sox? Yeah. Or does it matter to you? Uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah. You know, in in Chicago, and Maxwell Street, Ma- uh, pork chop sandwiches. Polish, uh, Polish, Polish, and pork chop. Indeed. So let's roll a track from Mason to give everyone a point of reference. This is uh, was this released under your name or was there a band when you did this? This was my band. We were called Nurse, and uh, we were a three piece band. You can get an idea of the sound. Uh, we were influenced. Um. It's pretty much split down the middle between uh, John Lee Hooker and Ministry. Okay, that's a good point of reference. So yeah, let's let's hear it, and we'll see what let's reference. see what let's see what the bastard son of Ministry and John Lee Hooker might sound like. Yeah, let's see. All right, this is my march continues from Mason and his band Nurse on Independence Day. I began a journey up to the end. Cried some tears, experimented with fear. Well, I'm a soldier, and so I owe you. My journey in life is still uncertain. My march continues. Eyes for men and nights sticking. White holes without tricking. Tear back the layers of my earth. If there's one thing I found, it's that it's okay to cry. It's just another way we wash out our dirty mind. I began a journey, fell to the end. Tried some tears, experimented with fear. Well, I'm a soldier, and so I owe you. My journey in life is still continues As we're back to the other side of my head Click on my wrist to read just about done Start to wonder who all is involved 
The itch that I'm wearing, it's a skin tight glove. I love the room, a place where things ain't easy. Can't seem to smile unless someone said dates me. Well, I'm a soldier, so what all you? My journey in life is still uncertain. My march continues. I began a journey, about to really end. Cried some tears, experimented with fear. Well, I'm a soldier, so what all you? My journey in life is still uncertain. My march continues. Continues. Faithful listeners, legion of fans out there in Radioland. This is Joe Armstrong. You're listening to Independence Day on Lancer Radio. I am on this Wednesday and every Wednesday from 7 to 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So we are live here tonight. We have Mason. Uh, so let's talk a little about, just real quick, let's dispense sure. with the pleasantries in terms of, you've, I've always known you as Mason, mm-hmm. and just a couple of days ago it was released to me, re, you know, revealed to me that you have a given name, mm-hmm. which is Jason Taylorson. Mm-hmm. So going forward, because all the music you sent me is kind of under that name, mm-hmm. are you kind of making a switch? Is it kind of an either or? Where are you in terms of your, your, uh, your namesake identity? Oh, God. Um, just, you know. Whatever you want to call me is fine, <laughs> really. You know, I just, I think in a, um, you know, using uh, Jason Taylorson was really just, it's a bit more of a streamlining, you uh-huh. know, for, uh, you know, just keeping things simple. So you're saying that Mason's simple or Jason Taylorson is simple? Well, actually, Jason Taylorson is a little easier. Yeah. Something I wanted to do for a long, long time, but, you know, you just get so caught up in this... Um, sort of tornado of activity that you know it's just hard to kind of step outside it and see what's going on and so it's just like yeah i just you know i just you know right now the timing is excellent everything everything feels terrific and yeah yeah yeah. you know but it doesn't matter what you know what the name is well we gotta you know they gotta put it in a bin to sell it you know yeah (laughs) things are the record bins that don't exist anymore if somebody wants to buy my music you know name it whatever you can call it whatever you want just give me (laughs) give me some money man whatever you want you know just as long as you enjoy it exactly all right so let's talk i mean the, the 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 really cool thing that you can bring to this show is the idea of like a music scene, mm, which is, which are things that have kind of developed in different cities over the years. They're big, mm-hmm. they're small, but they always start with like a spark. And I've always felt that they maybe even start with like one person and their impression of what, you know, they, they had, there was a band that they liked and then maybe there was another band that they liked and they were in a position to kind of bring those bands to people. Mm-hmm. So you were the booking guy at this place called Tex, which is T-A-I-X, it's a French word. Mm-hmm. And you came out from Chicago. What brought you to L.A. from Chicago? Let's start there. Um, believe it or not, really just the weather. Yeah. You know, really, it's just... Um, I can relate. Yeah, really, it's just the weather. It started with the weather, and then, of course, I mean, you know, it's like L.A., you know, rock and yeah. roll. It's just like, you know, if you're an artist, this is where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a rocker, this is the town yeah, for you. if you're an artist, you know, if you're an actor, if you're a writer, if you're creative, you know, or, you want to be around other great creative people. And, I mean, this is where they're all at. Yeah. If you're tired of scraping ice off your yeah, windshield or, or running, six months out of the year. Or r- letting your water trickle all night so your, <laughs> so your pipes don't freeze. Right? Or taking a light bulb in a trouble light and leaving it in your car overnight so your engine block doesn't freeze That's solid. Right. You know, these are, these are the sordid tales yeah, of Chicagoans. Yeah. What's the joke? Uh, I drove south and west until the, I, I got out and I had an ice scraper and I said, do you know what this is? And when they didn't know what it was, I knew I'd gone far enough. <laughs> so you came to L.A. What, what year would this have been or what, what era? Was this like late 90, 90s? 98. 98, so late 90s. Yeah. And then you started working in studios. You started teaching. What did you start doing when you hit the ground? Uh, I came out here really just to get away from Chicago because at that time, you know, I had Nurse already going. And um, we were a super rad band in Chicago, really, you know, kicking up some dust, making a making a noise. What were the venues that you were playing? Um, were you like, guys like a Metro, Cabaret Metro type of thing? Uh, um, you know, we didn't we didn't play the metro, but we, you know, we we actually did what I think is cooler. You know, we played the exit. Yeah, <laughs> the exit's the oldest punk bar in uh, Chicago. You know, and that's like we're Nine Inch Nails and Ministry, and yeah, you know, that scene. You know, it really just sort of launched from, and so for us to 
be a little bit more of a rock outfit, we'll call it, you know, a three-piece rock outfit, and to uh, hold people's attention yeah. without, you know, beer bottles flying at you and, yeah. you know, all sorts of mayhem. It's pretty cool, you know, it's a great compliment. So, uh, so I just need to take a break. You know, that's how I run. You know, I run really hot. And then, uh, you know, then you got to take a break and you just kind of yeah. relocate or, you know what I mean? You just kind of, I don't know, you go from playing guitar a while to being an artist a while, you know, a graphic artist to going yeah. back to writing songs to... What's well, like a Renaissance man thing? There's different things that you do and you love all of them. You so you want to find a way to, you know, a way to do life. something else. You love life, man. You just have fun. Indeed. Try to put out as much good as possible. So you land in L.A. Yeah. And like, how did like, how did you get into the texting? When did you know you, that's about oh four is when that kind of started? Oh four, yeah. 04. So how how did that start? I mean, this is this is a French restaurant. You know, that's the thing. <laughs> you know, the first time I went to text, you know, I went there with a friend to see a band, mm-hmm. and you know, we were outside and we heard Eugene Edwards' band was mm-hmm. playing. And they were playing. I'll never forget. They were playing Veronica, mm-hmm. which is a cover. Which is you know they'd throw a cover in from time to time. And then mm-hmm. Eugene Edwards' hot band, yeah, you know, hot. played all the time. Smoking players. Smoking. And they were playing this cover, and it was, like, perfect. It was note for note, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, not note for note, like, in a bad, like, emulating kind of way, but just in a, in a quality kind of way. So came in, and, of course, you know, he's a guitar, you know, virtuoso. virtuoso. He's tearing the room in half with his Telecaster. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he's just an example of, like, the kind of bands that you brought in. But, like, uh, so you get there, it's, but it's a French restaurant. It's the weirdest place for that kind of scene to grow. And how did, like, tell me how it started. Um, believing in the music, really, you know, meeting, meeting really cool people night after night after night after night and, you know, just really being, um, sincere and, you know, really passionate and compassionate about the music and the people I was meeting. Yeah. But did you start as the book? Were you like the booking guy there? Like, how did you convince? Like, I guess my essential question is, how did you convince the owners of a like a legacy Los Angeles French (laughs) restaurant to have a rock club essentially nightly in their lounge? Well, I don't know if that was their plan. (laughs) (laughs) Undoubtedly. That's exactly why I'm asking you this question. I'm asking, uh, you know, Hunter S. Thompson to like manage Bushwood Country Club from Caddyshack, you know? Yeah, yeah. Leave the fox in charge of the hen <laughs> Yeah, house. right. How about a fresco? So, um, yeah, you know, I just, um, I was introduced um, to the owner, and, uh, and uh, I was really just, really just going to kind of help the club just get through like a, a yeah. little window of time, you know, maybe just like a couple of days or a weekend or, you know, just like a little. Generate some revenue on the weekend. No, 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 no. It wasn't even that extreme, to be honest. It was just um, helping somebody get through a couple of days, you know, lending yeah. a hand, you know, in the music department. Yeah. How, and, did, you, how did you meet them? Um, you know, names just kind of come past you, you know, just yeah. talking to people and. You know, that's really it. You and know? it starts. Okay, so yeah, you know, that's all. So the so the scene gets rolling. It's oh four, and where do you go from there? Like, you just know a bunch of people. You start booking shows. Are you doing just weekends, or like what? How did? Where did you start? Well, when I first started there, like I said, it was really just supposed to be real short, and um, and then I got a call saying, "Hey, you know." Um, Let's just say this. It was a cool hang. You know what I mean? Let's do it again. Yeah. And so um, it sounded good to me because, you know, everybody's there so, is so cool. You know, yeah. everybody knows that. It's still the best club in L.A., you know. Yeah. Text 321 Lounge. I'm saying it right now. Yeah. You know, it's the best. I don't care what anybody thinks. It's the best. And um, and so uh, one day led to the next and led to the next. And all of a sudden, it just sort of caught on. Yeah. You know, was it, but did it start out just a couple nights a week and then it just kind of grew or started out like a few days a week, I think something like that. Yeah. And then went to like five or six days a week at one point. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, when I, you know, like my my heyday there, the time that I spent the most time there, Eugene was doing his regular residency sure. on Monday night. So this would have been... 2005. 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he must have probably played, I don't know, a year and a half straight, pretty much, on yeah, Monday he, nights. Yeah, he had a long run, I'll tell you that, Monday, Tuesday nights, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he was kind of the cornerstone of the bands that I knew there, because mm-hmm. I had close friends in the band. And so tell me, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about, you know, that period. Like, who else were you booking around that time? Other than, you know, Eugene, I know. I mean, we'd see, you know, Sarah Stanley there. We'd see Simon Stokes there. We'd see, you know, give me a rundown. Okay. Um, Such an amazing time in Echo Park because there's just all of these... um, just virtuoso musicians. I mean, it was just... It's just mind-blowing to be able to work with all these people. And so um, I just did everything in my power just to make sure the machine never shut off. And so the bands at that time, you know, Eugene Edwards for sure, the Atomic Sherpas are a huge anchor. Um, Yeah. The Atomic Sherpas are, you know, hands down the best jazz band in Los Angeles. And... um, uh, Vince Marooney, the leader, we'll call him the straw boss, because they're all leaders in their own right. But Vince Marooney, he's, um, you know, he's the real deal in the jazz world. Yeah, and what's his history? Um, <laughs> I mean, is he is he is he a, is he a cat that played with Zappa? Is he a cat like what's his well, background? You know, his background, you know, those are all dudes, you know, they all they all the whole scene, the whole family, you know, these guys even play with me when I play um you know, when I do a live set, you know, with my blues band. Um but these guys, you know, they're all basically punkers. You know, yeah. old school punkers from the SST record label days. And then they all um, you know, got into jazz and, you know, playing numerous bands. And so, you know, you have uh, Vince with the Atomic Sherpas and then the Downbeats, which is a little bit uh, a little bit softer sounding jazz band. And then, you know, there's Joe Buys at Congress of. And then, um, you know, it's just, oh, God, I yeah. can go on for hours and hours. Yeah, let's let's hear a little bit of the Sherpas so people understand what please, we're talking please, about. Please, please, Are you ready there? Let's, let's go ahead and let's just roll with the Atomic Sherpas. Thank you. 
You are listening to Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host. My guest tonight is Mason, Jason Taylorson, one and the same, man of mystery. So we're talking about the tax music scene, yeah. Sunset in Alvarado, and that was who exactly again? We just listened to the Sherpas, right? That was the Atomic Sherpas, yes. Atomic Sherpas. Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, I'm sorry, the sax guy's name again? Vince Marooney. Vince Marooney. And he's, yeah. he's, he plays a bunch of stuff. I've seen shows by them, and yeah. they put on a rockin' show. Yeah. Like I said, they're all virtuosos. Are they, I mean, still, are they still active? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Each one of them is in a handful of bands. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, everybody in L.A. is in a handful yeah, right, of bands, right, but yeah. those guys themselves are still active. Yeah, but, yeah. These bands are at another level. Yeah. So, okay. So you're, one thing you're doing is you're also getting into producing these days or getting back into producing yeah. or producing more, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, So uh, there's this artist you've been talking about. It's Shelly Cordova. Where Mich- did you, where Mich- did, Michelle Cordova. Where, where did you hear of her? <sighs> Met her in the scene. Met her in the scene? Mm-hmm. Met her in the scene, hanging out at the club. And uh, you send, she knew you as a producer or you went to her and say, hey, I produce. And then... Like, well, where, where did it go? Like, uh, well, I think most importantly is um, she's my friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's really where it starts. Um, so she was my friend, and um, and I really believed in her voice and her, um, you know, her initiative to to su- want to succeed and you know whatever it takes and um, work hard. You know write good songs and, yeah. you know, put in the time, you know, she was, she was just, you know, always following through, yeah. carrying her end of the bargain. So. so did you go in with the intent to make a full record project or was this something just to start doing some tracks and see where it goes? What was the, what was the, the goal? Well, the goal was with our first project that we just recorded, um, three songs. It's a, I don't like to call it a demo. It's way beyond a demo, but it's a sort of a sampler. Um, you know, we recorded three songs. We tracked them out at um, Rob Riss Studio, Valley Hala. Yeah, we had uh, Robbie on just uh-huh. about a month ago. We had uh-huh. a great talk with Robbie. It's I hard to not have did. a good talk with Robbie. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to have a good time. So uh, Robbie's the best. So um, so we tracked those songs, had some great sessions, and um, and now we're you know we're putting together more tunes. And uh, we're looking to do a full-length record. And um, did Robbie play any of these cuts? No, no, he didn't play. He was one of the recording engineers. And um, so we're going to be working on a full-length record. And uh, we're putting her new band together right now. Awesome. So yeah. let's let's hear a little bit of that stuff that you produced. This is uh, music that Mason has produced. This is Michelle Cordova. Michelle Cordova. Michelle Cordova. Yeah, let's Michele rock on Cordova. this. Michelle Cordova on Independence Day. The loneliest night I ever knew was the night when I found out we were through. What can I do without you? Loneliest night I ever knew Loneliest dreams I have of you Are dreams of things you promised we would do What can I do? I'm still in love with you Loneliest night I ever knew With dreams, tears, I've been alone for years Like a thief in the dark You stole my heart Should I cry Would I die Over you The loneliest night I ever knew Was the night When I found out We were through What can I do I'm still in love with you Loneliest night Over you, 
Shelley Cordova on Independence Day. My name is Joe Armstrong. I am your host here Wednesday nights from 7 to 8 p.m. We talk about the music business, what it's like to be a musician in 2011. Lots of things have changed about the music business, and lots of us have been there to kind of ride it out. But we're all going to be in it together, and we're working towards the future, whatever that brings. And that's Michelle Cordova. I'm here with Mason. He's the producer of that. And do you perform at all on that, or are you just pr- pretty much just the overlord producer for that? Yes, just the producer on that. Producer yeah. and arranger. I shouldn't say lowly. I shouldn't say, oh, you know, just a producer, because the producer is absolutely essential and elemental to making music. I produce myself, love doing it, and it's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. You're kind of the guardian of the style. Mm-hmm. So, and she, you guys are working on a full album project together. Yes. And did she, was she, did she ever play at Tex back yes. in the day? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I ever saw her play. Yeah, she played a few shows there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with under her name or was yeah, it with a band? Yeah, it's always under her name and she plays with a, a full jazz band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the jazz. Yeah, an excellent band. I mean, just classic stuff. I mean, she really knows how to capture um, with no pretension. You know, she just, yeah. she just knows how to vibe it and she's just... Yeah. Like an old soul, you know what I mean? It's just natural to her, and she a good, just uh, can nail every note, and it's just effortless for her. A good jazz singer will captivate the room without moving much. You know, whereas Roger Daltrey, God bless the guy, he's awesome, <laughs> he captivates the room with putting on the amount of energy that, like, a nuclear aircraft carrier would put out. Yeah. But then, and that's cool, that's yeah. one thing. But a jazz singer, at least a lot of them that I've seen, mm-hmm. there's not a lot of jumping around. Mm-mm. They step up to the mic, they're in a nice cocktail gown, the female ones usually generally... And they elegantly put their hand up like this. Band counts off and they rock it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little about this next artist. We're going to cycle through some of the other stuff that you, you dig these days. Or uh, This is uh, Billy Kent, correct? Yes, 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 yes. What's his story or their Billy story? Billy Kent, his is story. It? Billy Kent's story is he is just... Um, Billy Kent is the sound of Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if that's too bold of a... Of a statement, but um, I'll back it, you know. Yeah. And uh, Billy Kent is really—he's the sound of Los Angeles. He just—he's um, LA's um, greatest secret. Yeah. Really, he's—it's um, his music just feels so good. He's just so talented. Positive. What kind um, of what style are we? Is this also jazz? Are you kind of it's a jazzy R and B East LA. Um, yeah, he has this really cool way of mixing like Beverly Hills with the hood. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, let's let's rock on this because I don't. Really? I, I want to hear what that sounds like. Really? So this is Billy Kane. You know the name of this track? Um, this song is called Summer Song. Summer Song. Billy. Yeah. Billy so Kent. Billy Kent. On Independence Day. You're the man. I should have liked that old school. 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 That's not gonna get me down I'm thinking about sunshine, baby And a summer song My summer song It's a soulful song My summer song 
with an old school pop groove. My summer song. Summer's around the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get out of here. Back to that Sunday, summer sunset. I left in Big Sur. My old convertible, my guitar, my summer song. With an old school pop groove, my summer song. Sure like that old school pop groove, my summer, my summer, summer, summer song. Kent on Independence Day. It's kind of a jazzy thing. You're exactly right. It is kind of a Beverly Hills meets the East Side. Yeah. Although I, I don't get the taco truck out of that. I was expecting more East Side taco truck. Yeah. But I guess um, jazz has got to eat, man. It's different. You know, you're a guy that can relate to this. In L.A., after you're done playing a gig, like, you go to a taco truck. And to me, that seems weird because in Chicago, they're all they're, you can't have a taco truck. It would be frozen solid. Be the thing frozen. wouldn't move for six months. It'd be in a snow drip. It'd have, it would have a plow on the front. Exactly, exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. So, like, Chicago has this rich tradition of these all-night Mexican joints. Mm-hmm. And they're all over the city. And they're all la, seedy. La, and they're all awesome. La Pasadita. What's the one? Is it El Presidente? There's El Presidente on which Ashland. Which is 24-7, 365 on Ashland. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's their big claim to fame is that they never, ever close. And then the Yellow House, uh, La Pasadita, yeah. which are the yellow awnings right, right. right at um, Division in Ashland. Yeah, such great Mexican mm-hmm. food in the city of Chicago. My favorite, I got to give a shout out to this because I never get a chance to plug this. My favorite's gone. It was on Henri in Milwaukee, just south of where Double Door is, right across the street from the Burger King. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, that El Chino to... Tacos Incorporated was the best crappy Mexican food I've ever had in my entire <laughs> life. I can't tell you how many toast tostadas, buck seventy five for a tostada, and a cereal bowl full of salsa. I ate at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. from that place. Coincidentally, right across the street from that is the storefront that they use for uh, High Fidelity when they film. That was the location. Oh yeah, with John for that Kisak. record store. Yeah, with yeah. John Kusek. That yeah. was where that took place. So uh-huh. It's like El Chino Tacos was right there. It breaks uh-huh. my heart. The place is gone. Last time I went there with my buddy. Uh, there was a sign out front that said, we is our closed for remodelation. And that was that. No more El Chino tacos. No more cereal bowl full of salsa. Sad. So back to music. That was Billy Kent doing some jazzy stuff for us. Let's, let's fast forward just a little bit into kind of the meat and potatoes of the, the tech scene. There's these bands that kind of, you know, it seemed, like they were, it seemed like they were playing every week, but they really weren't. But like every time I would pop in there, you'd hear this band, you'd hear Eugene Edwards. You'd hear the Larks. You'd yeah, hear. It seems like the bands were playing every week because because the the scene was there every day. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like people had time to go home, yeah, shower, go to work, and come back. It, and it was <laughs> centrally, beer, yeah, you know? centrally located because if you, you know, bands, these same bands would be there. It was the coolest fa- family environment, and by family, I don't mean like bring the kids. I mean like it and felt like, and that was welcome too, actually, which. Um, which was uh, not by accident. Yeah. You know, everybody, it was always a uh, conscious effort, at least on my behalf, that everybody was welcome. Yeah. Whether you were um, over 50 or yeah. under 50 well, or, you know, wherever, wherever you, you know, fell into the scheme of things, there was a place for you. Yeah. And these bands, even if they weren't playing, you'd go and you'd see... You know the guys from the Larks hanging out sure. well, at the was, other band show. That that, that's, actually, well, that's the family environment. That I'm was kind about. of like um, 
an unwritten rule, actually. Um, And uh, one person who I want to actually point out, whose name has come up a few times here, is Eugene Edwards. Is um, he was um, he was one of the um, first musicians that really dug in and. just kept showing up and supporting bands and you know because a lot of people just you know they're constantly approaching me and this and that wanting to play and this and that but I just I just told them straight out you know I looked him in the eye and I just said hey come out here and support you know see that band up there playing right now come here in three weeks when they're playing again then talk to me you know what I mean and Eugene kept showing up you know midweek for all these shows and and it became like this amazing family because like here's this band, you know, band A with band B. And then finally you get them on the same bill together and before you know it like 2 months later, band A and band B has like um merged together and now band C is created out of band A and band B and it's like yeah. you know, it just kept getting bigger and funner and bigger and funner and you know. Yeah. Let's talk. Let's let's listen to one of those bands. This is one of those staple bands. This is a band. They're still active. Neighborhood Bullies. The Neighborhood Bullies. Davey Michelle. Yeah. yeah. These um, guys are an East Side institution. If you haven't, I know they play. Uh, I see they're at um, the Cinema Bar from time to time. Sure. I know that's more West Side, mm-hmm. but they they still play around. They're a great band. Check them out. Neighborhood Bullies. This is Davey Michelle's band, Neighborhood Bullies, on Independence Day. <laughs> Neighborhood Bullies on Independence Day. So they're a staple band, and they're around. David Michelle, he's a guy, he's, he's a session guy, sort of. Doesn't he do a lot of work with other folks, too? I know he plays with Eugene these days, too. Yeah, well, once again, they um, all joined forces, you know, years ago. And so um, it's quite endless, too. So really, what, what they could be up to, you know? Because, right. you know, they're all just powerhouse songwriters, really, yeah. you know? And, you know, I, I don't think we could... Um, overuse the word virtuoso tonight yeah you know because really they're just that's what they are yeah davy puts on his, his band is uh neighborhood bullies they're very raw but yet i don't want to say polished they're very raw 
and kind of off the cuff. But their songs are so well constructed that it doesn't come off sounding like the Ramones vomiting on the cymbals. No, they're they're they're, you know? they're very much um, garage rock with a um, with a touch of R and B. Yeah, you know, and that that's Davies, you know, influence. There's ju- it's it's almost like the Back in Black album. There's just enough polish to make it catchy and good. That was the first record I ever bought with my own money. Back in Black when I was a little kid on yeah. vinyl. Yeah, on vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, uh, well, I, I, you could dedicate a whole show to talking about Back in Black yeah, one of these days. I got time. So, you know, I, I, would, I feel like we, we would be remiss if we didn't touch on Eugene in this show. So, we, I mean, this, you said this is kind of a slower song you brought in from his record, but I think we, we, have to, we have to play that, a track from that, or part of a track from that. Yeah, I mean, it can call it slower, but I think it's one of his, um, his finest tracks he's... Yeah. Ever composed. This is yeah. from uh, your is it your favorite revolution? I believe is the name of the record. I think or my I think, I, I, I'm screwing it up. My favorite, my favorite revolution. Got the got the 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 uh, possessive switched around there. So let's roll with that. This is Eugene Edwards on Independence Day. That's a partial cut. That's Eugene Edwards. You can't beat that guy. He's poppy. No. He's the nicest guy in show business, which is saying, you know, it's saying a lot. Yeah. It goes a long way in the business. I know um, Eugene. I've been talking to Eugene. We're about getting uh, him back on the show here. Uh, we had him actually on a year ago, believe it or not, back when this show was kind of, uh, you know, prenatal. And he's going to come back. He's, I know he's working on a new record, so we're going to have Eugene in here sometime soon, probably early summer, to, we're going to talk about his new record. So, but next we're going to talk about another guy. This is a guy also from the tech scene. Yes, yes, yes. Marcus Wise, and he does kind of a Johnny Cash, like, traditionalist kind of thing. And you, you said you produced this. Yes, this is, a, um, this is a track that I produced from Marcus Wise. And um, I would really have to say that um, the core of the scene, you know, the country scene and the whole East Mountain sound vibe and the whole... Um, the whole gritty aspect, you know, the whole kind of, um, hope this isn't too strong of a word, but, you know, like the whole um, outlaw vibe that, you know, comes with dirtier music, um, that whole scene wouldn't really have been able to um, come together without Marcus participating. Yeah. I mean, he's really, he's the um, the godfather of it. Yeah. He really is. There's nobody there's nobody who could play like he does. Yeah. 
And anybody even doing anything close to Johnny Cash is automatically badass. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to even say Johnny. I mean, I agree with you. So, but I don't want to, you know, throw him into the the um, the Johnny Cash um, category. I mean, there's Merle Haggard. There's you know Waylon. Yeah. Uh, so there's you know there's just you know. A powerhouse is a powerhouse. It's a rich tradition of Southern Hellraisers. Yeah, you know, it's just you know, Hellraisers are Hellraisers. Hellraisers you know? are Hellraisers. Let's let's hear a Hellraiser now. Acoustic this is stick guitar, electric guitar. It doesn't indeed. matter. And the train beat. This is Marcus Wise on Independence Day. Wade into the water. You gotta let go of this side if you wanna get across. You'll never know if there's something better What you leave behind ain't lost You never lose the things you had You get to keep them in your mind Wade into the water And see what you can find Wade into the water You never know what you find You can't get to the other side Till you leave this side behind You gotta believe, you gotta have faith You got to know that you're gonna get through Wade into the water And see what you can do Every day is another start, every day is another chance Every day is a reason to walk, to run, to dance Don't you worry about what's ahead, you don't think about what's behind Wade into the water and see what you can find Wade into the water, you never know what you find Can't get to the other side till you leave this side behind You gotta believe, you gotta have faith, you got to know that you're gonna get through Wade into the water and see what you can do. Let the water carry wherever it's gonna go. You don't know where the water goes, so you just gotta go with the flow. You can float, you can swim, but you can't fight where it goes. You never know the reason, you don't know what to know. Get into the water, you never know what you find. You can't get to the other side till you leave this side behind. You gotta believe, you gotta have faith. You gotta know. Marcus Wise, I'm here with Mason. My name is Joe Armstrong. I'm your host on Independence Day. We're happy to have you. Thanks very much for listening. Always great to talk to you guys every Wednesday night. One of these days, we're going to rig up the phones, too, so you can call in and talk to us. And, you know, I'm not so sure it's a request kind of thing, but we'll get different guests on. You can talk talk to us. But for now, you can always check us out on the Internet. We are actually, we do have a website now. Thank you. Shout out to Tony Piscotti, who's doing a fantastic job building the building Independence Day website from the ground up. Right now, it's living at joearmstrong.com slash ID, and that's capital ID for Independence Day. You can also follow us on Twitter. If you're a Twitterer, we are in-depth day uh, at Twitter. And also, you know, also you can check out Lancer Radio. They do all kinds of great things, uh, other shows. There's other shows on all the time, right? There's great music on. You should listen. You should listen to Lancer Radio. I think you should. And actually, my guest tonight, Mason, also Jason Taylorson is the name that he's been going by, his, his given name. Welcome. Thank you. Glad to have you. And Glad can I can I can I tell them your Facebook page and all that kind of stuff so people can oh, follow yeah, you? Please, please. I'm here for you. All right. <laughs> it's, it's it's a service, really. <laughs> that you're providing for the for the good people of Los Angeles. Yes. So uh, you can follow Jason Taylorson or Mason at Facebook.com slash Jason Taylorson, T A Y L O R S O N. He also has a website on Blogspot, Jason Taylorson Entertainment, which is a mouthful at blogspot.com. So for tonight we've got him live in the studio. We've got a few minutes left. We're gonna play some more tracks. We're talking about the tech scene that you built so craftily and nurtured and grew. Um, and I want to talk, let's, let's play a little bit. This is a band called Patrolled by Radar. Used to be called 50 Cent Haircut. Yes. It's Jay, is it Souza? Souza? Jay's outfit? I think it's Souza. So I think it is Souza. He's Jay. Jay. I just know him as Jay. Jay. Jay's an institution. They've got probably five records out by now, I think. Mm-hmm. And we are actually, we'll have them on Independence Day. I'm guessing probably next month or maybe in June. I've been talking mm-hmm. to Jay. So we'll have them in here. Maybe I even have the whole band in here like we had a couple of weeks ago. We had leftover cuties in here, and we it sounded fantastic. We had the whole band in the big room. It was great. It was an honor to have them. So, But for now, let's hear a little bit of Patrolled by Radar, which is 50 Cent Haircut's somewhat new name. Yeah, this is a song called uh, Widow Next Door. And 
one of my favorite tracks, because I, I remember before the, he was actually even finished recording this song, uh, we were listening to it out in the parking lot, you know, yeah. before his show, you know, it's like, hey, you know, let's run out to the car and... You know, it's almost like being in high school, you know, totally. hey, hey, let's run out to the car. You know, we got we got three minutes to break away, you know, and yeah. so you run out to the car. It's like, hey, here's my new demo. What do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God, Jay, this is this is something else, you know, get in the studio tomorrow, you know. And, yeah. and uh, you know, this is what came from it, you know. All right. Well, let's hear that music. now. This is Patrolled by Radar on Independence Day. You're listening to Independence Day, and that's the band Patrolled by Radar. We will have them on Independence Day in the upcoming weeks at a yet-to-be-determined date. I am here tonight with Mason. He's a booking guy. He's a musician. He's a producer. He's an enigmatic guy, but we've got him live in the studio. We managed to pin him down for one hour out of his new busy-slash-lackadaisical schedule. <laughs> I, like your, I like your new uh, your new lease on life, man. I mean, yeah. every time I... Every time I walked into text, I mean, you were always the coolest guy in the room. Thank you. However, you also seemed like somehow like calm but yet stressed to the balls all at the same time because you were kind of the master of ceremonies as far as what was going on. That's a question I've been meaning to ask you all week. Anything. You, you know, as a booking guy, you get, you get demo CDs. Like, yeah, it was basically like a record label. Totally. And mm-hmm. how, and, you know, and, and bands... God love them, are not known for their personal responsibility, their punctuality. Sure, but like, I knew that going into it, and I I think that's um, what made a, a great team, you yeah. know, out of, out of the scene, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, yeah, because it's just like, you know, I'm that way too. I have all those faults, yeah. but, you know, I recognize them, and then, you know, like we all work together. Right. So, you know, so it doesn't make being... So goofy or foolish, you know, is um, cumbersome. It's a team effort. So Mason, it's a team effort. For now sure. you're you're doing a show this Saturday. You said, yeah, I'm playing Saturday. And the name of your band is? I'm playing out under Jason Taylor's. Jason Taylor's. And do you have a band with you? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. As far as I know, I'm playing a solo acoustic show. Okay. Now. Um, and where, I don't, where, I where don't, is this playing? I don't know what's going to happen by Saturday. I mean, by Saturday, I might have like six, seven people up there with me. I don't know. But yeah. right now, I think it's just acoustic. What's the venue? It's called Pueblo Viejo. Okay. And it's located at 5722 Melrose Avenue. 
Okay. And mm-hmm. is this a uh, is this like a similar to text kind of scene where you can come in and get dinner, or is this it's, like a music venue proper? What is what's no, the story? No, 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 no. It's a um, it's it's a um, Mexican restaurant dinner lounge. Um, very intimate. Uh, very beautiful place. Very beautiful. Very comfortable. And we're just going to be doing an intimate show on Saturday with three bands. Who it's, else is playing with you? Um, Castaño. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Like those guys. Yeah. God, they're amazing. They brought their own lights. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, it's it's like, that's how Pink Floyd started. That's yeah. awesome. You know, it's, I guess it's a lot easier to do now because it's like an LED thing. It weighs mm-hmm. like a pound and a half, you know. So who else? So Castaño. And Lock and Key. Okay, Lock and Key, which is we're going to hear some music from them right now. Yeah, I would love that. All right, so let's rock with this. This is the band Lock and Key, which is made up, you said, of members of the Larks, which is another staple band. So yeah, this, this whole scene just keeps turning yeah, it on itself yeah, over yeah. and over Isn't and over it amazing? again. Amazing, it just didn't. We'll never stop or slow. And so this is partial uh, the Larks, partial, um, you know, Joey from uh, the Neighborhood Bullies, drummer, p- p- drummer uh, Layla. Which um, is Sean's, you know, better half. She's the vocalist. Yeah. And um, Lock and Key, I mean, they're um, one of the hottest bands there is right now. Lock and Key on Independence Day. That's it. Lock and key on Independence Day. We are here live with Mason. We're running just a little short on time. I want to talk about the future. Uh, what? Uh, so you're you're no longer at Tex. I mean, are you are you at liberty to say what what was the uh, the demise of your time there, or is it uh, was it again your decision, their decision? Was it a combination of the two? Well, I think it was just time. It was a um, it just ran its course. You know, every every. Right. Everything runs a course. Everything is cyclical. Everything is cyclical. And it was, um, I can't believe it went as long as it did, you know. So it just ran its course and in the most beautiful way. So every, everything is, um, I don't know, everything is just great. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't really, you know what I mean? It's just when, when everything's so perfect and... Um, you know, I think it was more of a shock to everybody else yeah. that I wasn't there anymore than me, you know? Yeah, well, like I said before, you were the master of ceremonies. Like, there were, you know, any given night, I might not know the band. And it's not that I, I mean, I love meeting people when I go into new places, mm-hmm. but it's loud a lot of times. You know, there's a yeah. band playing, it's yeah, hard to yeah. talk to people. It was but very I'd, destructive on my hearing. But I would, I, would, I would roll in there, and it was all, you know, Mason, you were there, yeah. and then, you know, Louis was there, oh, and yeah. Bernard was there, like, the crew was there. Yeah, so you guys were the constants I, for that. Everybody, and... Um, I just have to, I just have to, I just, I, you know, cannot uh, skip this opportunity to say, you know, you know, text 321 Lounge, you know, it's really, may always be the coolest music venue in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. And it's free. That's it's the- free, you know, but, but more important, it's the people, 
it's the people behind it, you know. It's really the Tech's family. Right. You know, um, they are a very, they're a very rock and roll family. They're very L.A., you know, and... Hey, they gave me keys. You know, they yeah. must be pretty liberal. <laughs> <laughs> they'll let anybody in this place. Yeah, they let anybody, you know. So, you know, they gave me keys to the place, and uh, we had a party for, you know, almost a decade. So, you know, things are cool. and But everything is cyclical. And, um, so yeah. talk, talk to me about the other places. Before on the break, you were talking about there's other venues around town that you well, think yeah, are doing you good know, things part, now. Part of, you know, going with saying everything's in a cycle and things need to end and new things need to begin, there's just so much cool stuff to do in Los Angeles. Anytime you can get anybody, one or two people, to come out and see you, to visit you, um, to join you for a beer or to come out and see your band or whatever, you know, whatever it is you're doing, I mean, that's a great gift. Um, yeah. It's a great privilege, you know, in all of our he- uh, hectic, crazy, you know, busy lives. And, and, we're, and we're spaced out so far oh, yeah. in Los Angeles, which is so nice There's, about Tex back in the day. It was centrally located. Like, everybody I knew, that was a place that was kind of, it really was central, and it was close to everybody, and you could well, just roll in there. I think we became so, po- so powerful that we had no choice but to be considered central because we really got so big. You know what I mean? Our nucleus just grew out so wide that it was just like, yeah. Now you're all mitochondria. (laughs) You're all part of that nucleus, man. Yeah, well, you know, everything really just kind of got sucked into it, you know, because it just, you know, just kept getting bigger. Like, you know, every week it's like it expanded another five miles, you know, the sound, you know, and so, um, but there's just so much great stuff to do. So getting back, you know, to where I was before I lose focus is there's so much great stuff to do in Los Angeles. There's so many talented people, so many skilled people, so many intelligent, uh, brilliant people to share your time with. And so when you can get people to come out and, and show any interest, and then you take it to another level of sincere interest where they come back again in three days and then two days later and so on and so forth in this cycle keeps getting bigger and bigger. You're so blessed because there's so much to do. And so now it's gotten to the point where, wow, there's just so many cool places to be. You know, um, there's the three clubs. One of my favorite places. Coolest bar in L.A., one of them. Uh, You know, there's the Cat Club. You know, uh, the Echo's super cool. You know, there's just, you know, Jimmy Labrie's place in Glendale. Another super cool place. And these are all like, you know, they're great venues and bands need to be playing in all these places. Yeah. You know? So, I, you know, you did such a great job with the tech scene while you were there. Thank you. And I haven't been back in a while, but it seems like they're still doing music. So you built something that was strong enough to, to just keep kind of rolling on. Built to last. Yeah, yeah, built yeah, to last. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't get involved if I didn't want it to last. Exactly. Yeah. So, and what's what's in the future for you? What what's what's next? You're doing your band thing now. You're well, you starting. Know, I, you're starting to book. Did you book the show with these other bands, or did you kind of? Which show are you talking? The about? one that's on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday was actually just like a little party, you know, kind of put together, maybe spring party. You know, it's always a good reason to have a party. It's, it's almost Easter. <laughs> it's almost yeah. It's, it actually, you know, it's an almost Easter party. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you know, there's always, it's always a good reason if you can uh, get out. And, it's yeah. always a good time. And tell me who's playing on that show again. And that's Castaño and Lock and Key. And then myself. In, um, in an intimate set. Yeah, it's all going to be real intimate. It's not going to be a loud, bombastic, you know, yeah, 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 equipment-breaking yeah. show. So, so it'll be an early show. And what's next for you? What, you're, other than the music that you're doing? Like, what, what's, uh, what else are you doing? You said you're producing uh, some artists. What, yeah, what's you know, next? um... I've really been trying to find a new gear and just um, do very little <laughs> to just try to enjoy, you know, every day as much as possible and uh, put as much as I can into my own music right now. Um, you know, it's easy to get really uh, pulled off into projects and distractions and things. And next so, thing you know, you're booking the coolest scene in Los Angeles yeah, and it's taking up you know, all of and, your time. And you're hanging out with Riff Raff. <laughs> <laughs> Or you, you know, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, what's up with me? Music. 
That's what's yeah. up with me. Being creative, helping people, trying to help people do good, trying to help people succeed, and um, putting more great music out there. Yeah. You know, I took some time off this year. You know, I needed time. I, you know, my my hearing became very damaged, and um, I just had to rest up and, you know, get back into competition mode, you know? Yeah. And, streamlining. Yeah, streamlining, you know? And so I just, you know... I feel like a million bucks ready to race another race. And, um, you know, it's happening. Yeah. Well, it, we'll look for you. It's people, really happening. People can know? check up on you. Just like I said, they can go to your Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Jason Taylorson. Because I'm really bad at um, keeping up with that stuff. I don't collect a bunch of friends. I don't, you know, I don't walk around with a Bluetooth or I don't own a Bluetooth. I don't carry phones around with me. And so... Um, so I encourage people, please contact me if you have music you want it uh, produced, you have any questions, you have, you know, I'm here. You know, yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing's changed, you know, it's, everything's really all the same. It's just harder to find you because you're not always a text. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you don't, maybe you don't want to be found. <laughs> maybe I don't want to be found, exactly. All right, you know? well, let's, let's, again, I can't thank you enough for being on here, man, taking the I time to come down here. I can't thank you enough fun. for having me. I mean, this is just, it's the greatest. It was good to catch up with you. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, so next week is spring break. Independence Day's got the night off. So please tune in uh, the Wednesday following that, which is Wednesday, April 27th, when our guest will be Ross Flournoy. He's the front man from the now defunct indie darlings, The Broken West. He's got a new band. They're called Apex Matter, and he'll be in here to perform live and talk all about that. Thanks once again to Mason, also to the Independence Day staff, Dale Tanksley and Wayne Tipinski, also to Valentina Rivera and the illustrious Will Beeston from Lancer Radio. For Independence Day, I'm Joe Armstrong. Be good to one another. Another thing I'm going to do called I'm bad, like Jesse Jane. Jesse James.